And we are live. We're live. Sabaho, everybody. Sabaho. Hope you're doing well. Um, it is Saturday. Uh, today is the 24th of July, and this is episode 80. We I can't believe we actually have a full 80 number. Well, we're at the number 80 of the episodes for Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, we are back. Uh, another nice warm day here in Southern California. Not as hot as it used to be, but it's still going to be pretty close to the almost to about 100 here in, uh, in the L.A. area, I guess. Um, overall, this week's been somewhat of an interesting week. Not a lot of things going on, but there was obviously a couple of announcements being done by OnePlus. Uh, one of the other things that I also found very interesting is that Samsung is doing it again, where it seems like they're doing a reservation, or at least they're opening the reservation ability for people to be able to reserve, I guess, the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3, because for some reason, we don't know. I mean, so we have a lot of r rumors talking about the uh, the announcements, what's coming in, uh, but actual confirmation from them as to what's going to be sold or available. Um, they kind of gave us a few hints in there as to what these devices and what they're confirming in their pre-order or reservations section and i'll show you guys what i mean by that it's a little bit of a tease but essentially it's, it's actually giving us some more information than we typically know um i see that we have uh Rinesh, sabaho hope you're doing well mark uh mark sade has in there uh, sabaho, sabaho. Uh, ivan is in there uh, and of course greg thank you greg for being there and of course jimmy fire dragon good morning good afternoon and good evening everybody um, so this Saturday, again, a little bit of a different week. Uh, OnePlus had a major announcement, obviously, with the Nord 2, the successor to the highly successful Nord, the first Nord of 2020. In my opinion, one of the most um, talked about devices when we talk about Nords is the Nord that was released in India and the European market last year. And that was the first OnePlus Nord running the 765G. Now, OnePlus decided to shift a little bit. Uh, the price point is actually still pretty reasonable, but the approach that they went here is they went with a slightly different manufacturer, giving us better performance, but again, not, uh, changing the manufacturer to give us better performance, but keeping the price reasonable. Uh, the other thing, um, George is in there, of course, in there, uh, good morning. The other thing that I noticed is um, one of the things we talked last week was about the potential possible delay of the Xperia 1 Mark III in the U.S. market. I reached out to Sony and I did get a chance to get a couple of answers to some of my, I would say, more um, some of the things that were actually in the, in the market where a lot of people were talking about it in the news. So one of them was, um, is Sony going to be releasing more than one software update, like a major Android software update to the Xperia 1 Mark III? Um, does the Xperia 1 Mark III run 4K 120 hertz refresh rate when they're playing game, when you're playing games? And then the other thing that we saw last week, which I was interested to see, is that the ship date on the Sony website for the Xperia 1 Mark III was delayed and actually showing up that it was at the end of the month. At one point, I saw it being in early September. Um, so short answer, a lot of things to talk about these, uh, today. Obviously, there's a few more things. Um, a little quick update also on the giveaway that we did on the channel not that long ago. Um, everybody's input, uh, everybody's addresses have been submitted. Uh, there's a couple of a couple of um, couple of people that are still having some uh, delivery concerns, but for the most part, devices are already out and about. And then I think I saw a few people that already received their devices, so that's very exciting. Um, uh, where where is the OnePlus Nord 2? Uh, Mark, so I'm working right now with both uh, MediaTek and with OnePlus to try to get my hands on the Nord 2. Uh, the um, the gentleman over on the XCA channel, Adam, if you guys know him, uh, he received it in Europe since this was a European market uh, device. So typically, whenever we're talking about devices that are not meant for the US market, it does take a little bit of time. Last year, I want to say it was a little bit better purely because at least the current situation was a little bit worse. 
uh, where where there wasn't really much travel. There wasn't there, you know, shipping was a basically a big concern. There was issues, so on. So OnePlus was a little bit more, um, I, I want to say, you know, looking forward to spreading it across the globe a little bit more. Uh, right now, I think because of the shortage of the chips or so on, it could be inventory. They didn't have that many for the U.S. market. Um, I know that at least, uh, again, XDA covered it uh, through our um, through their. Uh, through Adam, uh, you know, basically Adam Conway over in Ireland. So it, it does, I mean, it's a great device, uh, but as soon as I get it, I'll definitely be putting some coverage on it for the channel. Uh, one of the biggest thing, obviously, is the fact that it's actually featuring a MediaTek processor as opposed to the Qualcomm processor from last year. Still supporting 5G, still supporting a lot of the cool things that we always look for, but also supporting, a, uh, I would say, um, I'm not going to say a cute, but it's a, like a, uh, a unique uh, SOC that's co-designed between OnePlus and uh, MediaTek. They're calling it the Dimensity 1200, uh, basically AI, uh, or basically the... Um, the, the main thing that you're getting here essentially is a custom chip made specifically for the Nord 2. So that's one of the biggest things. My tech reviews, uh, Rolando's in the chat. Hey, man. Dominic Juan, good morning. Uh, missed, the, missed the last couple of checks, uh, last couple of weeks, man. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> Greg is in there. Uh, so, one, sorry. So, first thing also, one of the biggest, biggest news that came in this week is that uh, the best of our week was back. Uh, it was a short little episode with Juan on the road, um, you know, uh, doing it all on the mobile. Uh, so we had a little bit of a, a nice little chat a couple of a chat a couple of days ago that was nice, uh, and we talked about a couple of things. But one of them was the MediaTek processor that we have here. It's definitely something that's been giving. Um, I feel like OnePlus has, uh, and not just OnePlus actually, even like the other device I want to talk to you guys about today is the the Reno Six Pro Five G. This device is also running the MediaTek, but this is the Dimensity uh, Eleven Hundred. So it's not. Um, it's not a. It's not exactly the same processor, but the, you know the 1200 uh, AI is intended to be closer to the 700, uh, like the 870 processor type of experience, where the 1100 is closer to be uh, closer to between the 860. I'm sorry, the 850 and the 865. So 855, 865 type of uh, an experience. Still very capable, very powerful processors uh, built on the six nanometer uh, architecture as opposed to five nanometer, uh, but still it gives us the ability of doing you know 65 watt charging, large capacity batteries, uh, you know a high high megapixel camera experience um and i want to talk to you guys a little bit about the experiences here some of the some of my initial impressions on this i'm putting up i'm putting together a video of like the tk essential videos that i typically do for this device um and i wanted to spend a little bit more time with it since there was no real um you know I, i'm not really you know having to go ag against an embargo or some sort uh, that's one of the things i uh, i didn't get this device and ahead of time i got it after so definitely very appreciative of uh, of oppo for sending it out of course um so yeah, the 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 OnePlus Nord 2 biggest thing for me, the OnePlus Buds 2, the OnePlus OnePlus Buds Pro were also announced at the same time. Uh, but 399 euros for the um the, the OnePlus Nord 2 and then the Buds are 150 which coincidentally it's also going to be 150. That, those are going to come to the US and I will hopefully be able to pick one up uh, for myself to share with you guys some opinions there. Um I'm interested to see what OnePlus is able to bring. Uh the reason behind that is Typically, what we've seen from OnePlus over the over the years is a solution for for earbuds that a lot of us have enjoyed. Like the over the the neckband style uh, earbuds that they have are definitely one of my favorite designs that they've had because not only are they hard to lose, but they're easy to use, and they still have the magnetic clips where if you put the ear ear tips together, the music stops, you separate them, it starts, and if you're listening to them, um, if you want to basically just put them around, you can leave them there without having to lose them. So they worked really nicely. One of the things I like about what the come the new design is doing here is they're moving into somewhat of a pro design, like a higher tier experience. 
we're not trying to go for the Z, uh, the, the Z buds or any of those, you know, the $50 ones that basically I would call them uh, more of the, um, I think like, I'm not going to say the run of the mill, but essentially is the, the average wireless earbuds that you, you have on the market. Uh, they typically try to be uh, an all rounder, but definitely more budget focused. These are focusing more on active noise cancellation to up to 40 dBs, as they're mentioning. Um, one of the things, I, the reason why I was really excited is I got a chance to check out um, these, these little buds. And this is the Amazfit Power Buds Pro. So this, let me show you guys what it looks like. So these are the Amazfit uh, Power Buds Pro, uh, brand new, still in pre-order session um, from Amazfit. Um, and one thing I'm really, really excited about them is the fact that they actually do what they're advertising. It's that active noise cancellation in the 40 dBs. And one of the reasons why I'm really appreciating this a little bit more than usual, summer, really bad temperatures here in, this, uh, in, in Los Angeles or in, you know, in the area where I am. Um, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to be letting out at least for the next few months. So we have July, August, September. It's just going to be hot. Um, so for me, I've been running fans quite a bit in the office and trying to work and do some some work without necessarily getting that massive headache from listening to fans all day long. So short answer, you plug in these buds and they truly deliver on the negative 40 dBs because that's one thing I've been able to do while being, being in this office and staying this warm. Um, so short answer, OnePlus is definitely going to be knocking it out, but I definitely will be getting myself a pair uh, and just to check them out and share with you guys what it looks like. Um, Hasim Omar uh, Albak, uh, good vibes. Hey man, Alan, Alan, Habibna. So here, uh, uh, sorry. Let me let me just bring up the question. So the question that Greg has is, TK, what uh, what is that on your desk? Um, and I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure. Are you referring to the to the? Wow, well, hold on. Let me take you. Let me take the name. Out. So the only thing that you guys could see right there is uh, this is my uh, Nest. This is the Nest, just the Nest display, the smaller one without the front-facing camera. Uh, that's just the key light, uh, the Elgato key uh, light air. So it's a light. Um, it's just the, the mini one. And then there is the uh, just the webcam here. Just as, and then of course we have some nano leaves um, at the top that I have them activated based on voice activation. So as I talk, they'll keep fluctuating colors. And if I stop talking, they stop. So it does it, it does a nice little visual effect. I'm hoping that's what you were talking about. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see. Uh, terrible, ter <laughs> it is it is, and, and Greg's dealing also. It's the same thing. I mean, across across the country, we're dealing with a lot of temperatures. So short answer: a good pair of earbuds when you're having to run a whole bunch of fans in the room just to kind of keep things at a temperature that you're able to work with. Um, I like it, and I it, it works really nicely. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to kind of tease for next week is I'm working on a video or I've been working on a video for some time. And when I say sometimes, it's mostly because of a lot of trial and errors and, and, and issues that I've been dealing with. And some of it is heat related and, and could be because of the temperatures outside, also the temperature in the office. But it's also because I'm dealing with hardware that typically is well, typically runs warmer than usual. The 3080 Ti, the 5950X, um, both are warmer than uh, than previous generation processor and GPUs. Uh, the office being that the way the office is, a lot of monitors. I didn't realize, but these two monitors behind me can run somewhere between 100 to 110 Fahrenheit each uh, when their displays are on. And one of the reasons why they're off doing this live stream, and I've actually turned them off for the last few live streams, because it can get pretty warm in here. If I close the door and I just have the lights and everything, on top of the fact that I have um, 
there's like three monitors to start with, by the way, you guys don't see it on your end, but um, I have a TV monitor that give me just a, a lookup feed just for the camera since that one's kind of small. So I make sure everything is in focus. I also have a, a replay of the, obviously the stream yard play here on the left. And I have a third monitor playing for the, uh, for the chat, so on. So it makes it easier for me to read it at a glance without having to kind of look small on a 15 inch display. That's about three feet away from my head. This one is a little bit better. So these will generate heat. Again, heat builds up. This room just ends up becoming a nice little jacuzzi. Uh, so don't want to get in there. Hopefully that'll be uh, will be really really good. Um, Rashisad is asking what uh, what's TK stands for what? Okay, so that's a great question, and will be a little bit of a history thing. Um, so TK is actually the first and last name of my first name. It's Tarek. So T A R E K Tarek Bay. Uh, and uh, so the only thing is most people. I mean, if I say how to, if I mention how I say my name, most people will read, will say Tarek and they'll go from it. But for most people that read my name, either will read it as Tariq or Tariq. Not that there's anything wrong with those names. It just is not my name. So to circumvent that, uh, back in high school, when I was much, much younger, um, I came up with the word TK. Easy to remember, simple letters. It's very easy. And it also kind of loosely associates in the U.S. to TJ, which is Tijuana. Uh, it's this uh, a town south of the border of uh, California that kind of goes into Mexico. So the short answer is TK came about. And for the life of me, I haven't been able to find anybody that can't remember my name once I say the name TK. And even if they don't try to, it just comes to memory much faster because it's such a simple name. So that's what TK stands for. Um, and uh, Tarek, as you can imagine, is an Arabic name. So, uh, William Perez, uh, hey, TK, man, hope you're doing well. Geeky Nassim is in the chat, man. Hope you're doing well, man. Welcome, welcome. And, of course, Aditya and Neil. Aditya, our buddy, our best friend, um, of course. And Andre Philippe is in the channel as, uh, as well. Uh, always happy to see you guys. Always see, always happy to see you guys hang out with us. Uh, just for reference, just before I got on the, on the live stream, I jumped over on Val's 24-hour. So, if you guys don't know, Val is one, a buddy of mine, uh, Call of Duty, um, you know, Warzone and all of that with Matt and, and Josh Quinones and so on, as well as Matt Tyler. Um, and uh, she's doing a 24-hour uh, live stream. So I've been jumping in and out of the stream, just checking out some of the things she's doing. So she's, she's just crossed 50% of that time. So she crossed, I think, like 12 hours or so um, uh, over from the when the stream started. So absolutely kudos for her. I don't know if I can do a 12, a 24 hour straight live stream um, in front of a computer for that long. So this is going to be absolutely amazing when she completes it. So I'm very happy for her on that one. Um, William Perez. Hey, man, glad you're enjoying it. So just a reference, uh, uh, both the Geeky Nassim and William Perez both enjoy, um, are the two of the winners on the uh, Realme GT. And uh, William got his. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, William. I'm glad that they were able to, you know, uh, they, they were able to get them to you so fast. Um, and uh, Geeky Nassim says, I just received uh, the dashing blue variant of Realme GT. GT is so fast, cannot believe it. And I'm having an 888 device finally in my life, um, literally so fast. And it is the beauty of it too that I really like about it is that Realme really took the best parts of ColorOS for Xiaomi, for Oppo devices. And then they made it work so good on the 888 with the Realme GT. So that's one of the real things that it's it truly is fitting in that flagship killer title that we had back in the day with OnePlus devices. It's because it truly gives you that. It's a fast 888 processor, a lot of RAM, um, great display, 120 hertz refresh rate, stereo speakers, headphone jack, so many things that you typically don't even expect at that price point. That price point. So very, very nice. Um, and again, uh, congrats, you guys. Um, I'm hoping... And I'm working on something a little bit also in the near future to try to get another giveaway coming up. So please stay tuned. Keep it here, of course, as usual. Uh, good morning, uh, T1992. Good morning. Hello. Hope you're doing well. So 
that was some of the big things coming on. Obviously, you know, I, again, congratulations to both uh, William and, and Geeky Nassim and, and to the others. There was all 10 in, in total. Um, and I think uh, there's a, there was one more of the winners in here as well. Uh, I don't know if he's still there. Um, oh, okay. Good, good question. So, yeah, no, I, I think there was one more. Omar or Hasim is in there, I think, and I don't remember if he's still there. Um, one of the questions that did come in here, and I'm sorry I didn't see that, Andre, um, is uh, TK. Who do you think will have the bigger jump um, on camera in, uh, in the camera department? Do you think the iPhone 13 or the S22 Ultra? Um, it's hard to tell realistically um, if if you re if it's 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 hard to kind of justify or say basically which one will do the massive jump. Um, Apple is not known for massive jumps, uh, regardless of where what system that they're going to go with. Typically, what you're, you're more than likely going to see is their best experiences are going to be on the Max and the Ultra side. So the 13 Pro Max is going to be the best one. And then, of course, the S22 Ultra will have the better camera system. It doesn't necessarily mean one is better than the other. And which one should you go for? Because at the end of the day, when you're looking at it, at, with the level of experiences that we've had with Samsung for the last couple of years, as well as Apple, their cameras are going to be great in whatever format that you're going to use. It's not going to be the situation where you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so much better than the other. It's really more about taste, color science, and, of course, type of sensors that you're looking into. Samsung's finally had a couple of rounds going on with the 108 megapixel, and they're starting to flex that a little bit with the multiple telephoto lenses. And, of course, Apple is going in with a little bit more on top of what they're known for, which is great cameras for video. And, of course, they're getting better at their photography. So which one would be better? I think they're both going to be seriously within a hairline uh, of, a, of an experience at the end of the day because they're really all at the, at the, at the top end. You're talking about basically like a Lamborghini and a Maserati and a Ferrari. Uh, they're all crazy fast, and having one beat the other by a couple of seconds doesn't change the, ex the experience. If you're an iPhone user already, I think you're pretty much set to pretty much go for the 13 Pro Max, the 13 at this point. Um, and if you're an Android user and you're already on Samsung or Team Samsung, this is not going to be that different. This is definitely going to give you what you're, you're used to getting from Samsung, just probably additional new you know tricks and so on with the camera system. Um, I hope that answers the question there, uh, Andre. Uh, and let me see here. I think I missed that. that, that uh, I saw. Okay, so we saw that one. Uh, Chemo's in there as well. Uh, Dhruv is saying, hey, TK, which tab uh, would you choose, the iPad Air or the Samsung S? Uh, so th this is also a great question. So for me, just for reference, I've been using the Tab S7 Plus for the last, ever since launch, actually, ever since launch, I've been using it. And I think I've been really happy with the solution that you get there. Nothing against Samsung's, uh, sorry, Apple's experience when it comes to iPad. It just, for me, Here's okay. So here's the example that I, I like to give people. It's like I like to be able to use my tablet and have have it do more than just being a tablet. So the S7 Plus has a couple of things that I think iPad still needs to get into, which is one of them is the desktop experience. I can launch Dex on uh, on my S7 uh, the uh, the S7 Plus as the main UI for the system. For me, I can actually flip it over. Suddenly, I can connect the keyboard to it. I use it as a laptop. Uh, if I want to be able to use it as a tablet, but still use Dex, let's say on something like a Next Dock, that's something that I can do with my Test 7 Plus, uh, as well as the fact that it still runs Android on the side. So I'm running basically two displays, Dex on one side, and of course, full uh, Android on the other, and I'm still getting all of those benefits. So for me, when I see all of those options, well, all of the things that the Tab S7 Plus can do, and then not to say against anything against um, the iPad ecosystem, which I, I obviously... They have a very big ecosystem that it's consistent, it's built, they're the standard. Everybody, for the most part, I think people like to say uh, that they copy iPad. But in reality, you're still lacking a desktop experience. You gave it an M1 to a tablet, 
but you're still running it like a tablet. So to me, that gets a little bit of a concern uh, as to what's going on. Sorry, let me just see here. Why am I being so popular with notifications going on, like as if it's going out of style? Um, and you know what? We'll go ahead and shut off the notification on my phone. It'll make my life a little bit easier. So hopefully that answered your question there. Hope you answered. Um, so Luis, Luis Bravo is asking a quick question here. Okay, do you think Huawei will make a comeback? So Huawei never really left, right? Uh, the main thing that's been going on with Huawei is that they are now basically prioritized or they're prioritizing their ecosystem now to run on Harmony OS, which coincidentally is still technically running off of Android. Um, the biggest thing that I would probably say is this. If you've ever loved camera photography, videotography, or any type of experience on a mobile device, you're you would understand and you obviously would be a big fan of what Huawei does on their smartphones, regardless of which version of Android they've been running. As far as a big comeback right now, I feel like Honor may have a much bigger comeback than Huawei at this moment, mostly because of that separation. But both, mostly, uh, again, is because um, the um, the Magic 3 that's going to be coming up is actually featuring the 888+. Plus. So they're back in camp, uh, you know, Snapdragon back in the camp of uh, being able to hopefully give us uh, Google Play services. So I feel like that's the biggest thing that we're going to probably see. While we will need a little bit more time to work out the concerns that are going on, but I think without Google Play services, as much as I feel like Harmony OS is going to work, I think in their home in their home territory, you know, the Chinese market, there's no question. I think Harmony OS will be a massive win. Outside of it, it still needs some time for it to become a true solution as a as a an alternative to Android, an alternative to iOS. Those needs a little bit more time, but they're definitely making a great progress on it. Uh, the inclusion of pedal surge in there is definitely very functional. It's just, like I said, it's the um, getting that all-around experience that they had before all of this uh, will take a little bit of time. So yeah, they're definitely on their way. Honor may have a little bit of a leg up, but uh, we'll definitely keep an eye, us, an eye out uh, because next week we're, we're supposed to be hearing about the brand new P50. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, see how that one goes out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Harmony OS is, uh, is is a fork of Android. Yes, uh, it pretty much it, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but it's the experience that you're still not getting there is the Google Play services uh, ecosystem. The thing is, we don't realize software is a big part of what we do on our devices. The phone can look amazing. That looks great. It has all the flashy colors, bells and whistles, camera sensors, all of that. But at the end of the day, we use our phone to access services that we typically would have used our PC to do it. And if we can't access a certain service, that becomes a little bit of a, uh, of a concern. So jumping into a smartphone that you haven't, or an ecosystem that you haven't had before, which does not have those, um, or it maybe has them, but in a slightly different way, could make it into a situation where people may or may not want to look into it. I think Honor is, is known for those type of experiences at a much, much more reasonable price. So that's feel like where... Um, they're probably going to have a little bit more of a leg up coming uh, more of that comeback story this year for 2021. And uh, I can't wait to see what they unveil with the magic three. So the magic three is literally weeks away about maybe, oh, I almost want to say maybe three weeks, less than three weeks away. Uh, the P 50 is supposed to be coming out next week. Um, and of course we have unpacked going on in the middle of August at the same time. So we're, we're, we're poised to see a lot of devices um, being announced in the next three to four weeks. A lot of them. Uh, Oh, yes. So I do want to say this, and I do apologize. I did not realize I didn't say that at the beginning. 
so this week also happened to be uh, one of the other things that we also had uh, Eid, which is Eid al-Adha uh, in, uh, in the Arab world, I guess, in the Muslim world. Uh, and so that was Monday, Tuesday of this week, which we also have a chance to uh, to celebrate. So to anybody and everybody that does celebrate it, uh, Eid al-Adha Mubarak, uh, inshallah, kunu khair. And uh, thank you, Fadr, for reminding me. Uh, he, basically, he said right there, it says, Tariq kul am wa inta bkhair, wa inta bkhair, meaning uh, happy Eid and hope you guys are doing well. Thank, thank you, Fadr. Ahlan, ahlan. Um, Jimmy Fire Dragon, 17 days away from the Magic 3 series. Yes. Um, I'm actually interested to see what they do. So the reason behind that is a couple of things. The Magic series from from Honor has always been a China-only device. And yes, understanding there's only two versions of it. Um, I had an opportunity to not only play, use, and make videos on the first Magic while I was at CES. I was lucky enough that they had one with them, uh, the Honor uh, PR reps. And they let me play with it for about 24 to 40 hours. So I was really excited. The second honor, I was actually lucky enough to be part of a group uh, from XDA. So Michelle Rahman uh, over from the uh, XDA portal and myself uh, went over to the launch event of the Honor Magic 2. And we obviously were really lucky that we came back with one. So uh, both of those devices were intended for the, for the Chinese market. This one, the Magic 3, is a global launch. So this is not only is it just the successor, the fact that they're keeping the Magic series going, which tends to be the more premium experimental function uh, uh, type of an experience. So think of them like uh, the Memix of, uh, you know, when we get Xiaomi, the Memix series. Those are the ones they always try to try new features there. Uh, but it's going to be coming to the global series and it's a series, uh, sorry, the global market. And it's a series of devices, not just one like we've seen them in the past. So really excited to see what they do. Um, and of course, I can't wait. I can't wait as well. Geeky Nassim, thank you. Thank you. Shukran. Eid uh, Mubarak. Eid Mubarak. Thank you very much. So yeah, it's Eid al-Adha. Eid in Arabic, by the way, is um, just literally the, uh, the word for holiday. So Eid is a holiday, but uh, we celebrate it. And obviously, it's Eid, Eid al-Adha as opposed to uh, Ramadan, Eid al-Fitr. So that was the Ramadan has Eid as well, which is uh, just the breaking of the fast. It's called Eid al-Fitr. And then for uh, Eid al-Adha, uh, essentially, is for pilgrimage and so on. It's Eid al-Adha. So definitely very nice. Um, yeah, no, dude, definitely. So anyways, honor literally 17 days as jimmy fire dragon uh is going on with us uh the v, the v30 series with uh will get harmony os and you can install uh the beta on them now so if you're running if you're rocking the v30 this is definitely going to be something that you want to be able to check out um i do have i want to say i have a v30 somewhere that i need to dig up and maybe i'll i'll, I'll install harmony os on it so there's a there's a there's that little delineation that you have to keep in mind understanding that yes Honor did separate and move on as its own entity, but the devices that were released before the separation are all still somewhat married into the old ecosystem of Huawei. So that's probably why you're also seeing Harmony OS. Honor did release, I think I want to say the their TV that was, was the first device that they released with Harmony OS on it. And then that's why some of the older devices that were released during the the concern, the, the 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 period of time where Honor could not install or could not use uh, a the latest version of Android or basically Google Play services, uh, they released the V30. So definitely looking forward to seeing how that works. Um, oh man, sixteen days away from Samsung. <laughs> I know. Okay, so yeah, um, this this is the funny thing. So Samsung's on the uh, Samsung is literally the day before. Um, it's going to be crazy within a couple of days. I can I can pretty much say this. Okay, let's you know what? Let's, let's do this. I do want to show um hold on a second. I don't have this here. Let me I need to bring up a link uh videos here. I want to show you guys this little thing and why I'm I'm saying is Samsung pretty much confirmed what's coming up on the uh, on the launch event. 
without necessarily having a teasing, giving us exactly what is going on. So I'm going to pause the video here. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. And here. So if we click the link, I'm going to click the link for it here. I'm going to close the video and let me share the second screen here. Cam, share. Here, share second screen, share screen, and then we're going to jump into the second window. I'm going to share. You guys are going to see yourself for, for, for a split second here. So here it is. Uh, this is uh, the Samsung the Samsung Reserve, Reserve uh, page. There's a link in the description if you guys want to check it out to read all the fine print. The reason why I was really excited about this is so you can basically fill up the information here. You can put in all the information that you want. Uh, the main thing that you want to know is that once you submit all of this, it gives you the option to go through uh, and do, hold on, let me do this real quick. Uh, I'm going to stop sharing. I just realized a couple of things. So I'm going to fill up my information here, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it, it's not because I don't want to you guys to read the information. It's just because it actually does ask for email and so on. It's popping up with everything under the sun for my for my information here. So let me do it here. Da, da, da. And then we're gonna we're gonna say reserve. I'm gonna submit this. It's gonna go through. And then if I'm not mistaken, boom, boom, boom. Okay. So this is what I wanted to share with you guys why this was important. And you guys could check this out yourself again. Um, the link is in the description. That's the first link available. Once you go through the reservation section, it takes you into the share or choose your trade. This is what you know. This is how the, how I know that the Z Flip 3 and the Z Flip the Z Fold 3 are 100 percent on top of the fact that the rumors are obviously crazy with them. If you go under Samsung and you select the, the option on the Samsung and then you go to model. What are the models that they're accepting? Typically, if you're upgrading or the new device that's coming up is an S-series, Samsung does not accept foldables for trade-ins on an S-series. The only time they accept foldables is when you're trading them in for another foldable. <coughs> so here's the trick. First thing we'll notice here, we'll jump back the Z Fold 2, the Z Flip, the Z Flip 5G. So now we know is A, not only is the Z Flip going to be showing up, but the Z Fold is also going to be showing up as well. The Z Flip uh, Tom, uh, Tom Brown edition for the four people that probably bought that one. Um, and then, of course, and if I'm not mistaken, here it is, the original Z Fold. And I don't think they have it. I think they're already kind of. Yeah. So they have obviously everything else under the sun all the way up to the S7 Edge, which although I'm not sure they're going to be giving a lot of money, but you can understand also is that they're going to be giving the top dollars for their S21 series, which came out this year the Z Fold 2 from last year, and the Z Flip that came out also last year. So that is a little bit of a, it, not only is it a confirmation, but it's also kind of just telling us, hey, if you want to find out more information, put your information in, which is perfectly fine. And then after that, you get to see that selection of options. What can you see and what can't you? So we know for a fact the, the foldables are coming. The watches, I didn't see any information, um, but it actually, take that back. Hold on a second. Uh, you know what? <laughs> You know, I hate it when I say things and I don't realize I'm saying them. Let's let's go back real quick. We're going to share that same screen one more time. Conf another confirmation is the fact that wearables and tablets are on the market as well. So not only are you able to trade in a phone because they're going to be announcing things. So there's a good chance that we're going to be getting a tablet announcement as well as wearables, which is what I think a lot of people were anticipating the, uh, the, the, the new smartwatch featuring Android Wear. The first collaboration between Samsung and Google for the the improvements and the prolongingness of the Android Wear ecosystem. Uh, so for sure, manufacturer, we go to Samsung. And then, of course, you have the Fit, all of the different options. Th this was not a big surprise on my end. I, I think when I when I looked at this page, I was more so it was more so interesting thing to me is that they a kind of for me 100% solidify that we're going to get the two foldables at one event. They're not going to hold them separately. Um, well, I think the first announcement, the first time they announced this, uh, the flip, I think we saw it teased at the z fold announcement uh, but it was not released till later so we'll have to see how it goes um 
uh, I'm waiting to. I'm waiting for the event uh, when they reveal nothing, Rinesh. I, you know what? This is going to be one of those interesting events, right? If they show up one day and they were like, "Hey, congratulations for uh, making it to the launch event." By the way, we have nothing. Thank you for showing up, and we'll see you guys next time. I think people would just flat out flip over on that one. Um, the fact of the matter is, I think Samsung is typically, or at least recently, hasn't been really very secretive about their content. Uh, leaks have been going on like as if it's going out of style for some reason, and we have more information, you know, under possible under display cameras. Uh, obviously, the S Pen Pro that we were, I think that was the biggest thing for me. Um, one thing I wanted to kind of share with you guys is, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the form factor of the Z Fold. The Z Fold is a very, very good device. And when it's open, it's actually very thin. I like that. And I like the function that it actually can be a mobile productivity kind of thing. It's like a hybrid of a tablet and a phone. The thing that killed it for me was mostly that this right now, what you're looking at is as thin as it gets without a case. But you can't run a phone like this without a case because this phone needs a case. You damage this phone, you're down $2,400 or depending on how much money you paid for it at the time of launch. So. Let's say we talk about putting in a case. So this is now what it looks like. It's not only thicker, it's protected, but it definitely takes a lot more footprint. I want a thinner foldable. I want the ability of using my foldable without necessarily feeling like I'm putting two phones on top of each other. So that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to. Um, having the ability of using an S Pen with it, uh, be it the S Pen from the Tab S7 or even the S Pen from a standard Note, I think that's going to be very nice. Um, although I don't, for I do not expect it to be internal. I expect it to be an accessory that you have to carry with you. So those are things that you have to kind of keep in mind. Um, I'm also worried the fact that the MST is going to be out out of the door because that's pretty much how they've done it for us for this 2021 lineup. So we're not going to have MST. We're probably going to be stuck to, uh, to just NFC payments on the credit card for the back. Obviously, no SD card. Uh, they're not going to be any uh, any information, uh, any any kind of. Um, I don't, I don't anticipate them improving massively on the camera department either. We may be getting more cameras or we may be obviously getting uh, better cameras slightly. At the end of the day, they're not really focusing on camera experience when it comes down to foldables. They're pretty much giving you good cameras for just the average, but they're not going to give you that 108 megapixel sensor. I mean, they're charging you a premium, but you're not getting get that. Um, so short answer is if you're looking for uh, finding out to be one of the first people to be informed, if you're looking to get more information from them, uh, the link in the description below takes you directly into the reservation. You can uh, directly into Samsung's reservation site. And then from there, you're able to basically uh, get the info directly. They'll email you as soon as the information is coming up. I think they also uh, email all the announcements that are coming up. So you'll you'll be on the, one of the first to find out. Let's say that. Uh Oh, Rinesh, sorry, uh, Geeky Nassim, TK, I know, me too, uh, me, me too, I'm a Muslim, uh, very well known with all the with addition, uh, and it is Eid al-Adha, uh, the, the day of sacrificing um, uh, our, inner, our inner ego, anger, anger as well as evil uh, to others. Uh, it's, essentially, it's a it's a day of basically, um, it's a day, as, as he was saying, and it sounds like a, bad, a weird way to say that they have suffering, but it's a day where a lot of Muslims, Muslims, most Muslims around the world are um, kind of like it's the same thing with Eid al-Fitr and Ramadan. They're all doing things together and uh, trying to basically fi find inner peace. Um, it's a great holiday to be able to spend it. And I'm glad I'm, I'm going to be able to have some time spending with the family as well. So that's also something it's a little bit different than we had last year. So I'm, I'm happy on that part. So uh, Eid al-Fitr, uh, of course, to you, Nassim, as well. And um, again, congratulations on the new phone. Uh, let, do me a favor. If you do post anything online, tag me. I'd love to be able to see some of the stuff from you, uh, from what you put out there. Um, again, I can't say enough good things about the GT and the Realme GT and uh, the fact that it is, again, truly a very, very good, well-rounded smartphone uh, that offers so much. So I like it very much.
uh, I think I may be a little bit late on some of the comments here. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. So I, I figured Simon was going to jump in there. So, hey, man, hope Simon, hope you're doing well. So Simon says, if no, jumped in there. Carl Pay's event are always about nothing these days. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, if you guys probably, you probably, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that you guys are tech, uh, technically inclined, as you can, as I would imagine. You probably already heard. Uh, but the uh, official DropX pre-sale, uh, um, so they had basically a certain uh, exclusive number, like a numbered release of their uh, earbuds one, the first release of the, the new earbuds from uh, Carl Pay's new company, nothing. Uh, so the the bids got so crazy. So I wanted to go in there and I started looking at them. I was like, I like earbuds, but I mean, I, realistically, earbuds are... I, and I think so this this could potentially just be mostly people want to be having it as a collection, like a collector item type of thing, uh, because the device itself, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's going to be on the market soon. It's not like it's going to be is going to be that high and it shouldn't be selling for the prices that it went up on the on the campaign. So that was purely for a collector, first of its kind, first edition from nothing. Um, and that campaign kind of went pretty crazy. And I think for the most part, it was a big success for what they were trying to do, essentially getting the hype, being the hype train massively built up around them. Um, enough to get people to basically bid astronomical numbers on earbuds. Um, but at the end of the day, again, um, I'm hoping they deliver. I'm hoping that when we start seeing some reviews on these things, we'll be able to kind of uh, confirm the hype uh, or at least find what, what it is about exactly that we're trying to get and how is it going to actually work with the masses as uh, we start seeing more, you know, real people getting these devices and using them. So uh, really excited to see uh, more about nothing. Let's just say that. So we'll continue that conversation. We'll we'll continue that for uh, for Simon there. On a side note, Simon, I hope it's getting a little bit cooler for you guys. I know we, you guys were running through some heat waves last week, um, so I don't know if things have been getting a little bit warmer or not warmer, cooler for you guys back again. Uh, let me see here. Aditya, let me fire a dragon in there. Da, da, da. Okay, I think this thing always does that where it jumps all the way to the end. Uh, oh, here. So Rinesh's uh, comment says, the clear case and the earbuds will age gloriously, uh, <laughs> gloriously, possibly going yellow, uh, but uh, it would be a cool design nonetheless, uh, waiting to see how they actually sound in reality. And, and I think that's what it is. Um, they did reach out to me here in the, uh, and they sent me some pictures for the new buds and so on. So for me, uh, yes, it's a clear case as they're definitely showcasing the design. It is a unique design. I'll say that much for sure. Uh, but those are things that obviously I'm interested to see how they perform. Um, one of the other thing I also wanted to kind of touch base a little bit. Let's talk a little bit Sony since we want to kind of give it an update. Um, so ever since the first time we started seeing emails going on uh, about or not, you know, the GSM uh, article that talked about, you know, the Sony Xperia 1 Mark III does not do 4K 120. Uh, and it basically does either 4K or 1080, sorry, 4K 60 or 1080p 20. Um, and uh, although I don't have a hundred percent answer answer directly from uh, from uh, Sony, but their the initial inclination that I'm getting or I'm hearing is potentially that no, it's locked at 4K even if it's actually displaying 1080p resolution. It's still using all of the pixels on the display, so the image may not be as clear, but the display is actually still producing a 4K image. So. In the settings, we don't have a way of turning on 1080 or 4K. It's not an adaptive, it's a locked display. So I don't think there's any merit to the to the statement. And I think there's been some videos proving uh, basically that the resolution, I don't have the device anymore. Otherwise, I would have been one of the first things to do is obviously try to find a way to prove that to you guys. 
Um, the other thing, as far as the software update, uh, they did confirm for me that obviously two uh, minimum to two to three, not one. So for sure, it's going to be getting Android 13 out of the, it's going to be releasing with Android 11, which is what I've had my chance to play with. So Android 12 would be the next update. And of course, Android 13 in the following year, because if there's any inclination of what's going on, uh, the first Xperia, the Xperia one received Android 11, and that was released with Android 9. So you get from 9 to 10, 10 to 11. We know for sure that's how it's going to go. Um, and then the last thing as far as the delays and potential delays in shipping, um, I think what ended up happening is with the site is as units were selling out because they know they're getting their devices in batches. Um, the August 19th day, the official still release date of August 19th is still being held. The difference is that since they're running out of batches, they're starting to push out the expected uh, you know, launch date or ship date. Uh, kind of the same thing that we saw with the Steam Deck that we talked about um, with uh, Juan on the best of our week. Now they're all expected to be early shipping is Q2 2022, which means summer, literally a year away for the Steam Deck, even though in the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, uh, initially it was supposed to be Q4 2021. So very interested to see. Um, and I'm glad that Sony is also doing some nice work there. Uh, let's go for here. <laughs> Evening, y'all. Uh, grounded Deck, man. Hope you're doing well. Hmm. Yes. And uh, yeah, and I think that was the other thing that they kind of confirmed. It's two to three. So it's two, but it could be up to three. The one received three. Uh, sorry, the, the one received two already. So we know for sure that that's going to be at least on the table. Um, I don't know if, how, for some reason, GSM Arena, and I'm not trying to call, like call out specifically, but I'm just saying both the articles regarding the 4K 120 and the one update were both on GSM Arena for some reason. So I'm not sure where the sources are coming from. But at least these were kind of, you know, confirmed and uh, corrected at this point. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, it, it is very rough. Yeah, Greg, Greg has a really good uh, point there. I um, We are, we have been, and it's hard because when we're jumping off of a conversation off a of sense of uh, Sony, because Sony kind of does the exact same, where um, Sony releases, or at least, so we, we were teased originally with the Xperia 1 Mark III back in early 2021. Um, finally got my hands on one of them, uh, obviously in about May, June-ish uh, timeframe to be able to play with it. And I got another chance to play with it again, right before the launch event, uh, the, the internet, the U S and the U S launch event, I'll be specific because it seemed to be a bit, a slightly staggered release for U S and Europe, um, after China in this, uh, with this launch event. Um, and then of course the phone is not going to be coming out in the U S till August 19th. Although if you'd like to be able to purchase it, if you're lucky to find one in China, uh, you can technically buy the, uh, Xperia one Mark three already. And it's been out for over a month and there's a plethora of videos and content being put on the, on that as well. Uh, so yeah, for sure. Uh, there's no question, uh, launching, uh, releasing something, selling it, and then not having it for that long, um, begs the question especially when it comes to the steam deck is will it be relevant by the time it comes out in q2 but in reality it's really coming out at the end of this year it's just that it's so popular they're running out of units so maybe increase in production maybe a solution could be found to uh, maybe make more hardware available and i'm also hoping that a lot of these uh, devices that have been purchased for the first and second batch are not going to be just basically scalped meaning we're going to find them on ebay for a thousand dollars plus so we'll have to see how that goes um Aditya is saying, uh, TK, in case you didn't know, uh, a grounded tech is, uh, is <laughs> it's his tech only chat. Air Guys TV is in the chat. Okay, dude, uh, did not, I do apologize. I did not put the two two together. Thank you, Aditya. Uh, Aditya. Sorry, that's not the comment. This is the comment. Uh, so yes, Dan, Air Guys, uh, uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, hope you're doing well, man. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, Air Guys TV. Um, Dan and I, buddy of mine, we play, we play Apex Legends for some time. I haven't actually... I take that back. I played 
about an hour and a half of Apex Legend yesterday, mostly just to kind of get some of my daily challenges kind of going through. Um, played uh, Bangalore a couple of times uh, and uh, mostly obviously staying with, uh, as you know, my, my favorite character. So the uh, it's it's a great game. It's very fast paced. I love how it runs. And, um, and it actually kind of brings me back into that PC conversation. So next week's video is going to be focused mostly on um, the 3080 Ti is going to be kind of the star of the show, but also kind of bringing up the conversation as to how I put the system together. Um, I've been having challenges running the 3080 Ti to its fullest potential when it comes to content creation. Gaming, there's no question. This is a beast. It's literally a 3090 Lite. That's the best way to say it. It's a, it's a hair shorter performance-wise than what the 3090 does. It's definitely much more than the 3080 does, and it definitely demands that much. Um, so... Uh, but what I want to kind of go through in the video is I want to talk to you guys about some of the options you can use it if you want to get this type of hardware to use it to its fullest and still get the benefit of producing, you know, 4K, 8K, 5, you know, the 1080p, uh, 60p or 20, uh, 60p or 30p resolution, uh, sorry, frames per second um, resolution uh, display or videos and so on. Um, so that's been the thing that I've been running on for the last few weeks. And um, as I've been testing it, one of the things I've been doing is uh, Dan and I have been playing some games um, online. So we had to play uh, you know, Apex Legend and I've been, uh, you know, jump on with, um, you know, uh, Josh Quinones, Matt Tyler, and, and of course, Val, Val as, as she's running her 24 hour stream. And uh, we're, we're going to be able to get back uh, hopefully next week. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I realize uh, so the timing between us typically just a little bit of a background, a little more background on that one. So Dan's timing whenever he used to do his time uh, when when he does his live streams because we typically I jump on on his live stream, so he's he's live streaming and I'm able to jump on 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 and off and play a couple of games, which makes it a little bit easier for me. I don't have to have all fancied up and all that good stuff, turn on RGBs and all that good things. Um, and then typically what I do is by the time I wake up at about 5, 5, 5.30 in the morning in my time, he's already up. So by 6, I'm ready. I got my coffee. I sit down and then we just start playing a couple of hours worth of gaming. So that's been the fun uh, fun time. So I'm hopefully we'll be able to get back. Uh, but thank you. Thank you, Aditya, for pointing that out. I forgot the grounded tech is Dan. Um, I've I've gotten so used to seeing him as a Air Guys TV uh, that I just don't see. I, I don't, my mind doesn't combine the two. Um Russ, I uh, hope you guys are doing, ho yes, hope you guys are doing well and having a great day. Um, so speaking of which, let's let's start talking a little bit more about Buds. Um, I do have a couple of videos that are going to be coming up very soon. So the, the Buds Pro, the MA's Fit uh, Power Buds Pro are definitely, that's going to be one of my videos for next week. So uh, the there's, my plan for next week is three videos. There's the Reno 6 Pro 5G, which so far very very impressed with what we're getting with uh just just the overall performance that we get here again the 1100 uh the mediatek processor here the dimensity mediatek processor is absolutely one of the better options that you can get on the market that's one great option uh, the biggest thing that i really like about it is the fact that it is is just still giving us all the main benefits that we want out of a smartphone in 2021 there are some limitations and unfortunately i still think uh, mediatek still needs to work on and that's the ability of giving us 4k 60 frames per second um on the uh on any of the sensors on this device 4k 30 is primarily the biggest thing that we're going to be able to get here with the 1080p ex experience on the front uh, that was my first thing that i looked for because i always look for those so i'm hoping that the um the dimensity 1200 uh, ai doesn't does actually go higher it makes it allow us to go to 4k 60. Uh, so those are some of the things I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, stereo, uh, sorry, the speaker uh, sounds really good. There's no headphone jack on this Reno, uh, but they, we do have a dual uh, dual SIM card supported uh, system. Uh, triple camera setup in the back, a single camera setup on the front, a nice large display, uh, fingerprint sensor that's absolutely crazy fast. I mean, we're talking like seriously. 
crazy, crazy, crazy fast. Um, and of course, a lot of the main benefit of color OS 11.3, um, did not see anything specifically talking if there's going to be a beta for color os 12 on those um, i do know that the 12 uh, color os 12 is only running on the find x3 pro in specific asian markets so it's not even the global one uh, which i couldn't test out on my device so i still have the uh the find x3 pro which is one of my other devices uh, but I, I i'm looking forward to definitely seeing what they can do uh, great price, a lot of functionality. Uh, and again, currently there's two versions, the 6 and the 6 Pro, um, but the video for that will be coming out hopefully very soon. Um, oh, let me see here. I think we're seeing some more things. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it, it's, it's. Um, I think it's just, you know, when we interact with each other, quite a lot of us, um, we get used to the same accounts that we deal with. So obviously, you know, if, I'm, if, I would, if I've been working with Dan on, on Air Guys TV for the longest time, it's hard for me to kind of capture that and, and put the two to two together and um, I'm glad Aditya, Aditya put it in for me. Oh, man. Aditya, by the way, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're, doing, you're having a good time. Um, and I also hope you guys are all, you know, just trying to stay. Uh, it, I mean, it, it is technically summer everywhere, but the, the reality is uh, hopefully you guys are having some time to be able to relax, you know, go out, do some stuff. Uh, depending where you are in the world, some things are slightly changing and going backwards in, in the way it is here in Los Angeles County. Uh, the 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 variant of the uh, the current situation is doing a little bit of a comeback. Our numbers are going back up for some reason, which is very weird. Uh, so now we actually have to wear our um, we're recommended to well, it, uh, LA County at least is uh, you know you have to wear a mask regardless if you're vaccinated or not uh, in, indoors. So it's one of those things uh, for sure that we want to make sure to keep an eye on. Uh, Russ is saying is. Um, I have a V50, an amazing phone, by the way. How do you disable uh, the shutter sound? Usually it's in the settings tab um, you, within the camera app. You go in there and there's one of the options. I want to say like 99% of the cameras on the market. Um, sorry, 99% of smartphones on the market that have a shutter sound on by default. It's within the settings. Uh, so you go into the camera, go into the setting, and then in the settings, there'll be basically shutter sound and you can disable it there. Hopefully that uh, I, I want to say that, but I don't have a V50. My experience with the V50 was playing around with Juan's uh, V50 for some time. And then I think we were at the Sprint event that they had a V50. And I think he ended up taking the V50 from Sprint. Uh, but I, yeah, uh, I'm assuming LG still keeps them in there uh, as far as the setting. I'll have to dig it up. Uh, I'll, I'll actually have to ask Juan on that one as well. Uh, oh, so Dan is basically, uh, we just opened up the uh, the... We just opened up for the most. They're opened up for the most part. Masks, masks are optional. A number are uh, are spiking just before now, and we're coming down uh, weirdly. It's been weird. It, it's really been a, a very interesting. Um, like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm appreciating the fact that you know we were able to see the opening uh, event yesterday for the live stream uh, from uh, you know the Olympics, and we got a chance to see obviously some uh, some athletes and so on, and we start seeing some more people and things are opening up. And you know the fact that it's a 2020 Olympics, but it's in 2021, anyways. Um, the timing situation. I was very glad that this is happening. I'm also glad to see some more places opening up here in LA County or in Los Angeles and, and in the country as as in general. Um, but I think at, at some point we, you know, we just we need to kind of be careful and uh, be understanding of how things are and how things are changing. And that the fact is, you know, for me specifically, I have a child that, that is not protected. So there's no question about that. I need to make sure that that either a we don't bring it in, and b we don't obviously uh, expose him to something that he didn't need to. Um, uh, man, Dominic one is somebody uh, we just opened. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, it's funny when, uh, sorry, let me just take this piece off. It's funny when I'm, when I'm using the smartphone and, or you're updating a phone that you haven't turned on. I, I'm not going to deny, obviously I haven't used the Z Fold through the Z Fold two for some time. Um, oh, nice. Okay. So I just got Nova prime. I know if, if you guys like, or if you use Nova as a, um, as a uh, Nova, as a, as a secondary launcher on your devices, um, I just received Nova prime beta seven. So this is, uh, it's basically Nova prime seven beta, not beta seven. Um, on uh, my Z Fold 2, and I have it, I've been using it on my other devices that I have it on. Um, and I'm really liking some of the aesthetics, especially the animation engine that they're using right now uh, is really nice, like very smooth, very nice, and you can customize a little bit more. Um, so if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, make sure to uh, make sure to download it. If you don't have or you're not part of the beta in the settings within your launcher, if you press and hold on the uh, on the wallpaper and then go into the settings tab, uh, you can scroll all the way down to the bottom and there's an option to sign up for the beta. And if you don't see it there, sign up through the Google Play Store at the bottom of the uh, application page. Uh, and you can try out some new features that they have. It sometimes is unstable, but for the most part, it's been running really nice. Uh, let me see. Hey, Gary, the fireman's in there. If you're eligible, just get the... <laughs> if Yes, uh, I am totally with you on that one, man. If you're eligible, please uh, protect yourself and protect the people around you. That's the best way to say it. Um, Ground so Dan is basically he has said Nova has been my go-to um, if I don't have any uh, Pixel or Xperia smartphones. Absolutely, um, I I've been I, I okay. Th there's very few purchases that I've ever done in my life that has paid off this well um, as the uh, as Nova has ever done for me. I bought my license years ago, years ago, seriously, uh, and is one of my, one of my most favorite devices, uh, most favorite piece of software to install on any device. And if it does not allow me to install a secondary launcher. Typically, the way I've seen it before with uh, either China-only devices or uh, some Huawei and Honor devices, for some reason, they didn't allow it. And I think Xiaomi also has some, some, sometimes some uh, an option for some reason. They don't want you to install a third-party third launcher. Um, it's one of my first things I like to do. I always make sure to install it and make sure to use it. So Beta 7, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it's, uh, sorry, the uh, Nova, Pro, Nova 7 Beta, I keep calling it Beta 7. Uh, it's definitely worth a try uh, and definitely uh, really nice. It keeps all your settings from your previous uh, generation of uh, Nova installation, and it just adds all of the new stuff in there. Um, MA, hey, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, hope you're doing and how, how you doing? Uh, just for running good uh, for the most part, a uh, few bugs. So uh, Greg's been running the uh, beta 3. I installed that as well. Uh, beta 3 is a little bit more... Um, I'm going to say this. It's a little bit more buggy, mostly because of the shift, the biggest jump in the, in the I think, the theme engine that they installed here. So um, we are very, very close into the final version of this. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's supposed to be a beta 4, and that was it. Um, if I'm wrong, it could also be just jumping in. They're, they're literally very close to the final solution um, when it comes down to Android 12. There's very little that they need to do. Um, I'm waiting for OnePlus to release their second version of their beta. They released the original one, and they haven't. I haven't seen much. But there's a potential also that they could be waiting for Google to release theirs and for them to release uh, their what I like to call their open beta program, which typically is uh, the next generation of their beta, uh, the beta channel on their software updates. So you could definitely check them out there and see how they work. Uh, the Razer Phone 2 came with Nova. Yes, one of the first things that I loved about that phone when I first heard about it is the fact that out of the box, Razer did the smart thing and they're like, we're not going to try to reinvent the wheel. Nova got it and they got it locked. Let's just go with Nova. Uh, so for me, yeah, that was that was one of the first things because it was a, it was at a time where uh, like the Pixel launcher was getting better, wasn't really at the, at the level of uh, some of the customizations that we get. Uh, like the swipe down to notification wasn't even part of the Pixel launcher. And Nova did that a lot for us. Um, 
gestures have been mostly what originally got me into Nova. Um, but over the years, it, seriously, like one of the reasons, one of my favorite features of having a secondary launcher, a third party launcher, is the fact that I can get any phone that I'm getting. Let's say I'm getting a new LG, uh, OnePlus or whatever. And I want to be able to get my phone the way I like to use it. I don't want to have to spend hours doing all that stuff. So typically I'll use like whatever application that they use to migrate your apps from your old phone to the new one. But customizing the desktop, getting your application set up in the right order, setting up your folders, setting up your gestures, all of that could take some time. Seriously, the easiest thing you could do, you download, you get all the applications, you wait for them to, for those to finish, fire up Nova Prime, import your setting from your old phone to the new one by just doing an export and sharing it over email. And then like that, everything falls into space the exact same way. And what I really liked about it here is um, at least on the Z Fold 2, let me just do it here. Ah, come on. Uh, on the Z Fold 2, and I don't have, uh, I can't say it on other devices, it actually works great with the front-facing display as well as the inside display, and it runs two separate profiles. So I have Nova Prime running on the inside with all of the same folders and applications in the order I want them. And then when I close my phone and I'm using the front-facing display, I get the same setup in more of a skinny version. So Nova was, again, still is one of my favorite, uh, and I will definitely be recommending it to anybody looking to, if they get a smartphone and they're just not comfortable with the way the launcher is, Nova is going to be the one for sure. Uh, so yes, speaking of the air conditioning, I know Dan's, Dan's mentioning that a little bit. I know we're going to deviate a little bit off of tech real quick. I want to give you guys a quick heads up. Um, I am hopefully within the next four or five days by Wednesday of next week, um, I will be having a new small, not, not a portable, but definitely a, uh, a small display, um, not display, a small air conditioning that's going to be put up on the wall, uh, to, combat this heat not just the weather situation but also the heat generated in this room from the hardware that i have um, i haven't been able to and i'll be very honest this week i had it a oh man i want to say at least twice a day i walk out of this office when i'm working here during the day uh, because i just can't handle the heat it's just too hot even if the house is cool this room is hot there's just too much again two displays that i run when i'm editing videos or i'm just doing meetings and so on those devices were those displays at 110 each producing that much heat sitting in the room and consistently being on during the day when I'm working, doesn't matter how it is in the house, it always gets hot. Um, so I did end up taking the plunge and uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely one of those things I want to basically jump in. Uh, Mr. Freeze voice. <laughs> okay. Now chill, man, look at that. We have a sighting of Mr. LG hashtag LG chill guy in here asking us to chill i appreciate it welcome back juan hope you're doing well i hope you hope to drive through arizona um and those really funky signs i can't believe those some of the signs that you kept seeing there with bicyclists uh i don't know how many bicyclists decide to go in the middle of nowhere and riding their bikes or you know and then or motor powered bikes uh we'll have to figure it out uh we'll have to see how it goes there uh man uh juan bagnell always jumping in with that but yes um I, I am really looking forward to the to that installation just to be able to be somewhat functional, a little bit more functional in this room. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it is just, oh man, it's, it's it's hot. Let's just say that it gets it's it's runs about 80, 80 or so uh, in this room. And it just it's unbearable to sit here for the long time, especially when you're jumping into calls. Like, let's say we're doing a live stream uh, when Juan and I were doing it on Thursday. Uh, it was actually already pretty warm in here. I had two fans running at the same time, and I had the AC running in the in the, in the rest of the house to a lower temperature just to kind of keep it at, at an acceptable level for me here. Um, 
that's <laughs> the one who rides a bike on i-40 out in the middle of nowhere you know what it's for that one guy that decides to do a cross-country bike ride that's what that sign is for we're not that guy we don't we don't do those typical uh you know cross-country type of experiences uh yeah no <laughs> so did yeah uh, uh phantom x only why is okay i'm not sure the question here so um asif is asking a question about the infinix maybe some of you guys can help me so he says when when is the infinix zero x and uh Tex texno uh phantom x are coming out i haven't heard much on those unfortunately i um my experience with infinix was primarily done with the note 10 pro um, and I think that was my only experience. They're they're not that um, established in the U.S. yet. Uh, they're about to start, and they've had a couple of devices being released. Uh, will these be available in? Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I see if we're going to have to check those on on those. Unfortunately, I wish I had more answers. Um, he's still talking about it. yeah he's still talking about the sign it is because you got to realize though seriously like so um it, for for you for some of you guys if haven't had a chance or if you have had a chance to drive through um our lovely country here in the u.s um we do have some stretches like dr the drive to vegas the typical thing i would probably say for anybody that comes to la and decides to go visit las vegas because it's one of the closest uh, uh, destinations you can go by driving it's about three and a half hours four hours somewhere like around there um you go through stretches of uh, of areas where it's literally just open land. There's nothing to be seen for miles to come, neither in front of you or behind you. And it absolutely, as Juan was saying, it makes absolutely no sense for somebody to be riding a bike by themselves during that in that experience where you are. And for that sign to be there made it sound like as if somebody there's enough people doing it that they felt like they needed to add that sign. So it becomes one of those things right now when you're driving, you're like, okay, that, that makes no sense. Who put that in there? You know what I mean? Like, where's the bike lane and should I be moving away from it? Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Juan did a lot of driving and, and he did some some very, uh, very challenging driving as well. Um, oh yeah, so Dan also was saying this. So, so I'm looking into getting a new phone, uh, guys, and I'm lost between two. So he's considering looking at the Mi 11 Lite 5G or the OnePlus Nord 2. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, so it's a little bit so here's the thing i can tell you based on what i've seen with the me uh the me 11 uh so i don't have the 5g i Juan and i got a chance to play with the lte model uh it's definitely a champ and a great just it, it's going to deliver absolutely more than what you're expecting um on paper the nord 2 seems to be a little bit better and i say that mostly because it's again supposed to be horsepower close to what the snapdragon 870 so you're definitely looking at a more powerful device um, but it's harder to understand exactly how they're going to compare realistically in, in real day usage. Uh, this OnePlus, or sorry, this Nord, the Nord 2, is also the first time where it's it seems at least it's running as if it's a skin on top of ColorOS. Now, I like ColorOS. Definitely kudos for the work being done there from Oppo. So it shouldn't be any problem for you either way. Uh, and they're both obviously going to support 5G. Uh, it, I think it's going to probably end up coming down to, can you wait a little bit to see how the Nord 2 comes out and, you know, basically performs? Um, or are, are you in, you need to kind of jump uh, jump on something? And I feel like the Mi 11 Lite uh, 5G will definitely be a good winner there. Uh, aesthetics, battery, charging speed, uh, overall cameras are going to be really nice. So I, I, would, I would probably say for right now, go for the Mi 11 5G uh if you light and if but if you can wait a little bit to see a more comparisons between the two um you know the the north two maybe may be able to win you over we'll have to see uh let me see here dominic i definitely uh don't have space uh for, <laughs> space for one more uh i only have better uh so 
yeah, I think uh, Dan's talking about the, having the AC or having more of a portable AC. I, I did consider getting a portable AC in here as well. Uh, unfortunately, they do not install window units in my area for some reason anymore. Those are like foreign. So couldn't find even a handy person to be able to install a window unit in the wall because they didn't want to take responsibility of ma making that space there. Um, uh, Dominic, uh, Barry Johnson said they agree to DTL. Uh, I'll give the Nord 2 a shot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cameras seem to be better on the Mi 11 Lite 5G. So Simon's jumping on that one was, uh, as well. I am super impressed with uh, the Xiaomi, uh, the way the Xiaomi devices are currently with the $329 at sale price. So for sure, like I said, it's hard to beat if you can't wait. If you can, there's uh, some other options that we can definitely check. Uh, but one thing I would probably say is if there's anything that we can benefit from Oppo bringing in color OS with oxygen OS, kind of a combination for the development is I'm hoping we start seeing the camera science coming over from Oppo over to the lower end models of, uh, you know, uh, OnePlus devices, especially, you know, with the Nord 2 being the first collaboration that we have there. Uh, you use a bucket full of ice <laughs> and a fan. Uh, or you could try, you can even try to do a swamp cooler, man. You could try to go like old school swamp coolers. Um, and those are not really that hard to do. It mostly ends up being something where you need to have a drip system to drop water on some type of material that kind of goes in front of a fan that's blowing. And something about moving air through water on, a, on, on that type of material creates a cooler uh, flow of air, which will cool down your, uh, your, your, uh, your place uh, without necessarily having to basically get... Uh, too innovative and innovative and, and buy something super expensive. Although I will say uh, portable units are much easier to work with and they're much easier to convert from one room to the other. So if you're considering getting something like that, I think it's definitely one of those uh, systems that you definitely appreciate. And to make sure that you, you whatever portable system you get uh, to manage how the water dissipation comes out of those air, uh, AC units, uh, if they do have the, the evaporate or the uh, vaporless one or the one that evaporate the water on its own, uh, then make sure to get those. Otherwise, always check and see where the water is uh, building up so you don't get that surprise where you use it for a certain amount of time and suddenly you have a pan full of water at the bottom of that little portable AC and you have to get rid of it and it starts spilling everywhere. So definitely keep something to keep in mind. Uh, oh, Jimmy Fire Dragons, quick. TK, the Oppo Reno 3 Pro um, is, um, oh, is, 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 in the uh, is in the title. Oh, <laughs> Ah, dang it. Okay. Well, happy morning. Good morning. Sabaha, everybody. Hope you're doing well. This is how we do it here. Um, I thought I put, uh, hold on. Let me just jump in real quick here. I, you know, we love it, but we're going to do it live. We're going to do it great. Um, I, I blame it on the weather. I blame it on the weather. Let's see here. I thought I put it in Opal Reno 6, but I could be wrong. Uh, you are correct. Everybody's jumping in. I'm like, why is he talking about the Opal Reno uh, 3 profile? <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, uh, sorry. I, that has been corrected. We are back in the green. Thank you very much. Uh, but don't, don't worry. Don't have to refresh. It'll be there in the after. Uh, but I, I appreciate it, man. Um, little oopsies always kind of does it. Um, the Open Realistic series, especially a pro, uh, a pro plus, a pro plus actually has a great camera system. Uh, there's actually a few things that they also like to do. So the, one of the biggest thing they are, they, they showed off, or at least that I saw was that bokeh video with the nice glamor kind of, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but essentially is uh, it, it uh, turns light effects into the background with the blur effect. So it's not just the blurring of the background. So bokeh video, but it's also more of a shine to the background to kind of make it a little bit more um, special. Let's say that's the best way to say it. So I, I, I'm hoping to get that tested out over the weekend um, just to kind of get the video ready for next week. Uh, Barry Johnson jumping in. So yeah, 
So those are some of the things I'm actually been very interested with the Reno three with the Reno series. Um, I jumped on the Reno um, quite a, actually almost want to say a couple of years ago around 2019, uh, where the Reno 10x Zoom was the first one I actually had a chance to check it out. It was during their launch event in Europe. And I took that one and went to Japan. Well, I had that device, but you know, it was also that time that I went to Japan where everything in Japan was about, you know, one more year for 2020 Olympics and all of that good stuff. So this is uh, seeing the Olympic opening ceremony yesterday. Um, it was very, very near and dear to my heart. It's something that I've been waiting for for quite some time. Uh, so very, very happy that kind of uh, worked out for us. Um, but yeah, so the the other thing that I'm actually kind of interesting in interested in is um, to see basically what can uh, you know Wear OS uh, improve on. And that's one of the things I actually like. You guys know Juan Carlos and I both we love the tick watches. We've been using it for quite some time. Um, the current generation of tick watches are actually very powerful and very smooth. Um, Wear OS is or not, uh, Android Wear is supposed to basically provide us a much more um, unified system, a unified ecosystem. And I feel like the biggest benefit of the new system, which is weird, it's not actually the software. It's the fact that Samsung is no longer going to be promoting Tizen. It's a weird situation. When a developer is jumping in to work on any type of an app, and this is just basically from any kind of approach when you're going into a business. If your goal is to make a certain product, a service that feeds into as many people as you can, because obviously there's some monetary benefits that you're looking for at the end of the day. Um, you want to be able to hit the 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 biggest, um, basically the biggest um, user base without necessarily having to cast and create something in so many different versions. So when we had primarily uh, up till now, which essentially is uh, Wear OS, Tizen OS, and then of course we have uh, Apple uh, you know, Apple Watch, basically a uh, Watch OS. That's three different systems that don't necessarily all work at the same level. Uh, Tizen has a very small number of watches that they didn't have to focus so much on. So that's why we start seeing more apps, more unique apps being coming over to the Tizen Wear uh, system. Wear OS was more popular, but then it was also very segmented. So we got we didn't really get as much uh, focus on it. And then, of course, you have Watch OS, which Apple obviously has their own system. So a lot of users in the Apple Watch ecosystem. But Android, and for some reason, obviously, you know, Samsung was divided between two camps that didn't necessarily need to be divided. Samsung started with, uh, with Android, and now they're back to Android. And if anything, that's going to bring more developers from Tizen to come over to Android and provide us uh, better, more rich experiences, better integration with more applications, more companies, and it's going to make it simpler. They just have to work with two ecosystems as opposed to three. Um, I know it's not; it sounds like it's a, not that big of a difference, but um, they don't. You don't code and you don't build the same app for for Android uh, the way you build it for Tizen, the way you build it for uh, WatchOS. They're separate, very different built uh, built type of applications. Um, and although aesthetically they may seem similar, there's also a lot of requirements that, again, just puts it on the developer. So that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to hearing. Uh, once the uh, Apple Watches, uh, not the Apple Watches, the Samsung new, the Samsung Watches are released or announced uh, in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, and I want to see some of that also trickling in to what we get with our tick watches, which is what I'm trying to bring up the conversation. Um, because at some point or another, we're going to start seeing those being released and updated to devices that we already have on the market, at least the 4100 from what I've heard. Um, so we'll definitely be, you know, if you're looking to get a smartwatch, anything in 2021 should be a pretty decent safe bet uh, as long as it's running the uh, the latest specs uh, of course on the market uh let me see here uh okay so uh, saying, i want to i want a rugged smartwatch the amazefix trx pro for sure absolutely one of the better options on the market um it's the only affordable one um but the g-shock one uh looks so good um and it's like uh it's built like a tank uh more likely uh, to survive my rough use 
I grew up with G-Shock. G-Shock, Casio G-Shock watches were basically how I knew that my watches weren't going to get destroyed. Uh, I tell you this much. The... I haven't tried any of the new G-Shock watches, like the smart ones from, from Casio, but I'll say that the T-Rex is definitely one of the more ruggedized ones on the market. It is also surprisingly lighter than it looks. It looks like it's going to be a very heavy watch, but it's not. Uh, one of the biggest things that they did here is obviously that they're running their own proprietary software, but you're really getting more of a, a you know, do you want to run uh, basically what uh, Amazfit does on their uh, for their software, which is slightly more, um, I would say, smartwatch or smart uh, fitness focus, a fitness centric based of a UI element uh, than it is more to be more smartwatch because you can't really res uh, respond to, uh, to answers. There's no uh, there's no assistant functionalities. There are certain things that are not there. Uh, so I would definitely keep an eye on that and see if that would be one of the things that you want to look into. Um, Barry Johnson's like, um, I'm super excited to see where uh, where Wear OS goes from now that Samsung's more dependent on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's one of those things that where it, it just makes it so much easier than to have to basically backtrack and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, for me, I like I said, I want more of those integrated apps that I want to be able to use, especially, you know, like I, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, one, of, one of the things Juan was mentioning not that long ago is like one of the one of his favorite apps on uh, on the watchOS ecosystem is literally for his own system. So his own security system that he uses and he likes the ability of being able to look, look into it, activate it, see what's running. It's simple. It's easy to interact with. Uh, one of the biggest apps that I used to love uh, back in the day was the Nest app. I liked having Nest, and it used to be supporting uh, the Wear OS, so basically Android here. But for some reason, the Nest team decided to, to can that, and it was something that was no longer brought back up. You can still control your Nest thermostat with your assistant, but that's not still that's not the same as having a dashboard, a UI element where you know you can actually control it manually. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Yes, so Jimmy Fire Dragon is also jumping back. I think Motorola, I think, has an event on the 26th or the 27th. Um, so Motorola, for me, I think has been something that I've been wanting to try. I want to try the Ready4 desktop experience. Um, we saw that. We saw the G, I think there's the G100 that's going to be coming out. Um, that that uh, I think that's the, the one that, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that also supports the Ready4. Um, I want to see basically how it compares. I mean, I'm... I'm I'm very happy with the way Dex works. And I like the fact that Dex works very nicely with the next stock, uh, which coincidentally, I'm still waiting to find out some more information about their next version. Um, but, you know, with EMUI desktop, next stock, I feel like there's been, and the Dex, obviously, I feel like we've been wanting to see a third-party player, especially since LG is no longer going to be providing updates to their ecosystem. Uh, and theirs wasn't really very much more than a, a custom launcher built in on top of the Android desktop mode. But they also turned it on by default. You didn't have to look for it to get it activated. So it's one of those things I always appreciated with LG and how LG does their work. So hopefully we'll be able to get my hands on one of the Motorola's in the near future. I have not been able, I have not been successful yet to connect with their PR to, to try to get my hands on anything Motorola. The last time I had a chance to get something from Motorola was through, I think my Verizon contact from back in the day. So very nice. Uh... Uh, Asif, uh, uh, Rashid is asking, is, uh, Oppo's devices are typically, depending on the market that you're in, yes. Oppo is definitely known for their budget devices. Uh, somewhere around like the two to $300, depending on the, on the device that you're looking for. Uh, but they're also very much known for their fine series, which is their their you know their flagship experienced uh, devices. Uh, the Reno line though is becoming more and more affordable, which is what I really like. The Reno Six, the Reno Six Pro, uh, they do tend to have a little bit more of a faster refresh on the Reno, so we more than likely will see probably another Reno in not that long from now. But the benefit that you're getting there with the Reno is essentially is that you're getting a solid piece of a solid experience, solid hardware, 
and um, it just it's hard to mess with it. Uh, you know, small, lightweight. Uh, feels great and it obviously charges faster uh, and it actually has a very nice design like i really like the design of the look here that we get with the display so you could definitely the, the the backing it has that nice little glow effect that just makes it very appealing to the outside so when you're on the call and you're talking on it you could definitely get catch some eyes there if that's a thing that you guys like to do of course uh so yes, the TCL uh, the TCL desktop mode uh, is one of the other options that I was also kind of thinking about. Uh, it's one of those things that I feel like it's just not very much people are talking about or covering. Uh, but I, I just, like I said, the Ready for for some reason seemed to be very well polished in the sense of like what Dex was kind of giving us, right? Or even the Continuum, Microsoft Continuum that we were getting at this, uh, at some point. Uh, but I'll have to get kind of if if I'm able to get my hands, let's say even on the. Um, I want to say I forgot the name of the first one they they released it. The first generation phone that received it um, was the flagship that they released in 2020. And I think this, if I'm not mistaken, sell about 400 bucks on on Swappa. So I may I may swipe one uh, from there um, and then check it out and see how that goes. Uh, but I'll, yeah, definitely uh, the TCL 20 Pro uh, 5G video dropped last week. It's very very nice. Uh, <laughs> DT uh, rig everything always always always. Oh man. Do you think uh, OnePlus crossed the line when they reached the thousand uh, dollars? So, Fadil, what what I would say this is okay. OnePlus's devices are um, so OnePlus's main story from for many many years. Obviously, they want to be they want to be able to sell more devices. They want to feed in. They want to give the users what they wanted. And the, their solution to this has been year over year, incremental updates, incremental new features with incremental price increases. We've seen this. We saw this coming years. We saw this basically years in the making, basically. Um, is it is it something that they crossed the line? I don't know if that really kind of would be something that I would say that crossed the line. They typically run a lot of sales. It's not going to be consistently running at over $1,000. But then you also have to look at what they're offering you. What is the experience on the 9 Pro? What is the experience that we got last year with the 8 Pro? Now, the 8 Pro didn't cross 1,000. The best version of the 8 Pro was at 999. This year, we definitely go a little bit over with the OnePlus 9 Pro. But truly, the best experience you can get on a OnePlus right now is on that 9 Pro. Between the display, the tech, uh, the just everything else from the, the overall like, camera sensors that we have in there, the camera experience, the color science that we're getting in there. And OnePlus is very much focused on improving that experience. Um, I don't think it's a it's a line that they crossed. It's just I think they are no longer trying to be the flagship killer. I don't think they've used that moniker for quite some time. I think the media likes. Uh, we still see the word flagship killer thrown around OnePlus. At the end of the day, OnePlus started as a flagship killer. That's how they got their uh, their main foot through the door. What they did after that is they just kept delivering on all of their promises one time, one the one promise at a time. And as time goes on, obviously things will get a little bit more expensive. We kind of knew that. Uh, the first OnePlus One, as as revolutionary as what it was as a flagship killer, uh, was truly, I don't know if I felt like it was a lost leader, because if you think about it, I don't think they made money off of it. I think it was mostly just to get people in. Um, so I think at the end of the day, the OnePlus 9 is so close to what the OnePlus 9 Pro is offering you that you really have a selection of choices. And now with the OnePlus Nord 2, uh, you're also getting the ability of getting something more of the, you know, the super flagship, the right between the, the mid-tier between the flagship and, uh, you know, basically budget-friendly. Uh, and of course, they have so many other options with the Nords, like the, the N200, uh, there's the N10, the N100, all a whole bunch of different devices. So 
you have a selection. OnePlus has a gamut of devices that cover all different requests, uh, basically requirements. So if you really want the Maserati, you can go all the way to a thousand. But at the end of the day, you can also still wait a little bit and maybe find it on sale. And they do typically do some some sales as well. And you can get it on a carrier, which is something that's a little bit different than some of the other manufacturers in the U.S. That's a big thing. Going into a store and seeing a OnePlus is a very big win, in my opinion, as a fan of the OnePlus brand. So. I wouldn't necessarily say across the line. I would say this is something that we saw coming many years. In the, it was basically many years in the making. Um, okay, so here, that's a good question. So uh, Tapas is asking a quick question here saying, what you can, if you had to compare on paper, uh, because I don't have the Nord 2 and I don't have, I mean, I do have the, the Reno 6 Pro, the Reno 6 Pro 5G. Um, I'll say that with my experience with Dimensity devices, the Dimensity 1100 is definitely very powerful smooth, capable of running our devices and running almost everything that we want to do on our games uh, to the level that we want them. It still is is still a little bit below, and I'll say this, and I'm not trying to make it sound like it's a it's a better or worse. Um, when it comes down to gaming on mobile, I feel like Dimensity still has some ways to go. Uh, we still don't have the ability of getting some of those experiences that we get with the, with the Qualcomm with the 888, like the ability of pushing higher refresh rates in games or higher resolution functionality. And it could be just a, a support because developer are always working towards Qualcomm enabled devices. They haven't really focused much, but that could be fixed with time. Uh, but that's one of the other things, like I said, 4K60 hasn't been one of those things I haven't seen yet. So short answer, if I had to compare the two, they're very close. The OnePlus Nord 2 is literally a, it's not literally, but it's, it's a, to a certain aspect, it's color OS running on a OnePlus device with a, with a color, with the oxygen OS skin, uh, based at least on some of the initial findings that have been put out. I don't have this, so I can't really confirm it yet. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. ColorOS has become so good that I feel like using it as a base is absolutely the easiest way to make your device run so much better. Realme does it on their devices, and they're using the Realme UI 2.0, which is a derivative of ColorOS. If OnePlus does the same thing, we're still going to be getting great, uh, and we still get to use all of the OnePlus functionalities. So on paper, obviously, the 1200 AI, would, for me, would probably win a little bit more, mostly because potentially custom that chipset being custom-made for the Nord, and I'm hoping to see some more functionalities out of that device. Uh, but then when you, I'm also looking at the pricing and availability, depending on the market that you're in, that may also kind of factor in between the two. Uh, the Reno 6 Pro 5G at this point still is a massively powerful device. Great experience, light, beautiful display, very much, you know, that curve edges, the display, the cameras work really, really nice. Actually, I want to show you guys real quick a quick image I took. Um, I was trying to take some pictures for the video uh, for the video that I'm trying to do here. Um, and this is going to be sounding weird. I'm going to show you a picture on the display, but here. So this here. Uh, so I took this picture with the Reno 6 Pro 5G. Uh, this is one of my Goku figures with the tree in the backyard. And you could definitely see just how crazy good the cameras uh, on this. And again, this is the Dimensity 1100. It's not the 1200. So there's not going to be a question. It is going to be delivering. So you can't go wrong. That's what I'm trying to say. You really can't go wrong between the two. There's not much you read, I would say. One is that much better. Um, you're, you're, you're really in the BBK family. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Aditya is jumping in with this one. Yes, the OnePlus 9 Pro has definitely has some of the best consistent, amazing camera experiences. I mean, heck, um, uh, Juan did the uh, his entire live stream on Monday on the SGGQA, uh, all running on the OnePlus 9 Pro. Now, he was using the front-facing camera, but you can definitely see that the device can handle, um, you know, just multitasking and being, you know, like a road warrior type of a, uh, one of those devices you take with you and you know you're going to be able to do everything you want.
Um, let me double here. The Dimensity 1200 AI is very close to the 780G. So it, it's going to be one of those experiences that you have to kind of check out and, and try it out yourself. Um, I know that the 1100, when I, and not to say that that's exactly how it is, but when I benchmarked the 1100, it was closer to the 855, uh, the 1100. So the 1200, I feel like should be closer to what the 870, not maybe not necessarily the 780. Um, I, I need to see some benchmark. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Salim is saying, how, 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 how's your evening going? Uh, uh, let me see here. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's a lot of power. Anything? Yes, we'll have to see. I, I'm, I'm actually interested to see. Like I said, I'm, I've reached out to both OnePlus and MediaTek because uh, I have a, a couple of contacts on both sides to hopefully be able to get my hands on on one of those. How to choose the right phone? There's too, too many confusions. Um, and Kit is asking. Uh, it's an interesting question that we have a lot of time, a lot of questions on. Oh crap! Yeah, we're almost we're almost at the TK section as well. So I'll 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 answer Antique's questions here, um, and if you guys would like to drop on, drop in the uh, the TK section in there, of course. Um, picking your phone is so I'll say this you, to your to your question is there's a lot there's a lot of confusion, and that is true. There is a lot of confusion as to what device to get and what is the right phone. What does it do? Which one to pick? How do you pick the right phone for yourself? First and foremost, what I would actually say is before you start looking at the phone, you need to look at what you need out of that phone. What do you need as far as an important thing? And you need to make a priority list of what those things are. Uh, 90% of phones that are around the $400 to $500 to $700 phones are going to be your mid-ranger type of style phone are going to deliver a very consistent, at least in the 2021 uh, models, are going to give you a very consistent and very good bang for the buck experience. You can go slightly lower with budget devices like the uh, with OnePlus and Xiaomi and so on. And those are still going to provide you a good experience, but you're going to have to suffer a little bit through the, like the loading time, maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit longer, but you're saving some money. So that, that is a factor there. Um, the other thing that I would probably say is you want to look into also is what ecosystem you're more comfortable in. Are you Android or an iOS user? What have you used in the past? And if you're comfortable in it, stick to that and then go with somewhat of a similar experience. Um, obviously, there's going to be some research that needs to be done to find out exactly which one maybe uh, I would say appeals to you a little bit more than the other. But that's something that, that can only come together from you actually trying or looking into some of these devices. So if you have a local shop, local, um, uh, you know, uh, mall or phone company store, definitely go in there and check out some of those options. That's the best way to start. And then from there, believe me, your own personal preferences and the selection that you have will help you tailor down to that device that you feel like is the right one for you. It's not as complicated. Uh, it may seem too much or too daunting till you start doing or working on uh, getting that working, uh, making that selection, I say. Um, so yeah, with that being said, I, I know it's almost that time. Planning to buy a Sennheiser uh, EPOS uh, GSP 300 for about $100. Any alternatives uh, to suggest quality and comfort are always a priority. I think those are pretty decent. I mean, if you're able to get them at that price point, I honestly, there's, there's definitely, I, it's hard to mess with those type of experiences. Um, don't don't miss out the last. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, and the, one of the other thing, actually, Dom, uh, Dominic Wong is very big, very, very big. Uh, you could totally go for last year's flagships. And what I mean by this, what Dominic is also mentioning here is um, 2020 devices with the eight, you know, and I'm talking Android specifically, but even with iOS with the, in my opinion, I think the iPhone 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max are very capable smartphones. And one of the reasons I skipped the Android 12 series entirely and I stuck with the Android uh, with iOS on 11 for the iPhone that I have. Um, 
is that, yeah, uh, a year older doesn't necessarily mean that it just does no longer boots Android or boots iOS. It just means that, you know, maybe you might not get that one feature that the new sensors are doing, but the, for the most part, a flagship from 2020 could absolutely be better, a better deal than a super expensive flagship in 2021 and still gives you the same and even not, if not better experiences, especially when it comes down to, let's say even, uh, you know, I, I hate to keep barking on this, but like Samsung devices. The S20, uh, the S20 Ultra that it did last year, it had a 45 watt charger, had a 5,000 milliampere battery, MSC as far as the 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 chart, the um, the payment uh, method, uh, technology, also had supported an SD card that you could use to expand the storage on your device. All of those things are out the door with the S21. So don't pay S21 Ultra pricing, get the S20 and still get some of those benefits. So for sure, very very nice. Uh, DTS just being funny now. The 865, ooh, 865, keep that, keep that peasant tech away from me. Yes, 20, 2020, that's how you go. Um, my question is, uh, is why, why to buy an S20, uh, sorry, a 2021 mid-range phone when I can, uh, when I can buy an older smartphone with flagship processor like the Snapdragon, uh, like the Snapdragon 8. I'm assuming you said the eight, you meant to say the 845, the Snapdragon 845, uh, which is, is very good and much, much cheaper. There really isn't. There really isn't a good reason to, to say one over the other. The the biggest thing I probably would say, okay, I take that back. I'll, I'll 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 take a step back on that one slightly. The biggest thing that we've had with the 845, even up to the 855, is the lack of 5G. That's because in the 855 series, very few devices received 5G technology because of the modem, because the way Qualcomm was doing it at the time, there was no uh, integrated 5G modem. The 865 was primarily the first device that came out. Uh, so if you're looking at a device like that and you're comfortable with being at 4G LTE, and I'm talking about for the foreseeable future, not just right now, that's the thing you want to keep in mind. 2020 has a lot of 5G devices that are already out there that are more affordable. So even a mid-ranger, a 765 5G last year, let's say the first Nord, that's still going to be a really decent experience for you to be able to work, uh, work with for some time to go. If you want to get a flagship like an 865 or an 855, just make sure you get it. And if, you, if 5G is not a big concern for you and you're going to be okay for the next few years, then a 4G LTE flagship from 2020 or 2019 are absolutely going to kill it. There's no question. Uh, there should be no reason for you to, to compromise uh, your, your, your funds just to get something that is just may not necessarily be that much better than what they released last year. Year over year upgrades are tend to be incremental and it just depends on what you're looking for. So for sure. Uh, the 780G beats the 855. Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking 855 from a few years. Uh, the, 7, the, the 780 this year is definitely one of the more powerful ones that we've seen, the, more, way more than what we saw with the 765 last year. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> I like this. Uh, Raul is saying, I'm still rocking the OnePlus 6. It still runs like butter. Absolutely. That's one thing OnePlus is known for. Uh, just make sure that you're, you know, always make sure you get your updates. And there's no question at some point or another, uh, you know, we we always have to kind of start looking at what people and what companies are offering us. Okay. So with that being said, I kind of put it in a little bit and I think we jumped into a couple of, uh, I would say, I'm not going to say side questions, but yeah, you guys know what I mean. So let me go ahead and bring up the second screen and we're going to do it this time the right way. Uh, and I don't know why I'm clicking the wrong one. See, last week we did it where I moved you guys to the second screen and we went through the the, the TK section without doing the TK section, which is kind of weird. I'm surprised. So let's go ahead and bring it up here. I'm going to select the second screen and yeah, boom, right there. Um, again, thank you for everybody for hanging out with us. Hmm. 
got to stay hydrated, got to keep it going. Um, for everybody hanging out with us on this Saturday morning, again, episode 80, we kept we we topped off on the on number 80. Let me see if I can go up a little bit earlier. Uh, starting it off with thank you very much for Maz B for checking out uh, TKception, of course. Greg, as always, one of our biggest fans, one of the biggest uh, helpers here as well. Thank you very much. Uh, Aditya, the man, the myth, the Mr. Cumberbatch himself, TKception, TKR Bay, TK Super Saiyan Bay, as always, Goku, uh, TK Sony Bay, Tesla Bay. Man, we're going to have to uh, TK kindly. <laughs> uh, TK uh, kind of initially uh, fudged up the video title Bay, as always. Uh, Aditya, always make sure to catch me on every single one of my things. And uh, yeah, makes makes me makes me have to think twice before I say a certain word, like uh, a few weeks back, how we had those. Simon says, Hypno, thank you very much, man. Appreciate you having hanging out with us again on your Saturday, kicking it with us. TKception, TK Tim Apple. Ah, oh my God. I just need a I just need to kind of work on my outfit. Uh, TK Opal Bay. And of course, TK Dimensity 1200. I am looking forward to that one. That AI chip is for sure. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, there was a few more. I, I don't want to hit the button at the bottom. Okay, here it is. Dominic Wong, big, big, thank you very much. Uh, TK Sony Bay, Tesla Bay, Foodie Bay, of course, uh, Alpo Bay, and got to work on more uh, more content there. I'm I'm very happy, by the way. Um, you know, very grateful that Alpo was able to send me out the Reno Six Pro 5G. Uh, been again, big big fan on the on the Reno series uh, from the three to four, the five, and of course the six. Very very nice, and it just keeps getting better every time, every every time. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think there was uh, oh here it is, Ground Attack, Dan, our buddy, Dare Air Guys TV, the Ground Attack, uh, and of course. Uh, <laughs> I I gotta love it. Okay, this one is great. Hashtag we love TK. Appreciate it, man. Always, always bet. Great. Uh, and of course, Josh Quinones, dude, buddy of mine, uh, the man, the myth, uh, the 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 guy that keeps going in with Call of Duty Warzone and keep winning solos. I'm I'm trying to catch up to you, man. I haven't been able to uh, beat solos by myself. The best I got was like number four, but still, like for me, that was a big accomplishment. Uh, and of course, without forgetting the man, the myth, the man, the hashtag, the fireman, Gary, the fireman. Thank you very much hitting us with a super chat. Um, and of course, uh, you know, kicking us off to a nice little end of the week. So I hope you guys are doing great. Thank you very much for everybody to uh, basically hang out, uh, hanging out with us. And of course, for Gary, for supporting us here on the channel as well. Um, and as Simon says, please, please, if you can hit the like, hit the share. I always appreciate it. It helps. It helps all of the boxes that just fell down on the other side of my room uh, because I'm going to be picking those up in about 5.4 seconds as I have to finish the video. Uh, again, congratulations to everybody else. And and yeah, uh, for me, uh, sorry, here, where is it? I think I clicked the one. Where, where, where are you, Josh? I, I wanted to hit the comment from Josh, but it actually hit it. Uh, as you guys know, uh, they the comments here kind of just shift. shift. They have their mind of, mind of their own. So uh, fourth is great, uh, and I but I want to be able to set some time up to play with the team. Um, and of course, uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, Val is playing over on Twitch. So uh, it's Val Val on, on Twitch is uh, doing a 24-hour live stream. So I'm definitely going to be jumping on, on it a little bit later on. See if we can have her. Maybe I'm actually trying to see if I can get her to come on the show. So it will be interesting to, uh, to have her on the show, check it out and uh, you know get, get a chance to spend some time with her and see what kind of tech she's into. So uh, with that being said, thank you very much. Um, like and subscribe as usual. Uh, I don't know why I'm ending it like this, but be safe. Say hi to your friends. Connect with any of your friends or family that you haven't talked to for some time. I'm sure they would be very happy to see you and hear from you. Uh, but other than that, stay cool, stay, stay healthy as much as possible. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Best of Our Week, as well as the Saturday Morning with Tech. Uh, and don't forget to catch up with Juan Carlos on Monday for the SGGQA. I'll see you guys then. Bye-bye for now.